Bujo and Denoi Marganatok Anin Kagigabo and Dijinakas Mekanak and Dudem Mekanak Wajuwing and Dunjaba Beshoga Kapakang and Danongom Apijigo Migwage Bizendaoyig And what I said there was a, a protocol, a traditional protocol Ojibwe greeting. I said hello all of my relatives. My name is Kagigabo. I'm Turtle Clan. I'm a descendant of Turtle Mountain. I live close to Minneapolis. And I wanted to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to this live Ojibwe Word of the Day. Again, it's Thursday evening. This is something I look forward to doing all week. And I'm always so glad to see all of you join us online to talk about Anishinaabe culture, Anishinaabe history, our language, our spirituality, our ethics, our philosophy, and our way of being. So, apajigomigwech. Thank you very much. And tonight's Word of the Day is one that... I think is a very old term and it's one that's very pertinent to our actions today and a lot of the topics I've been discussing lately. And this is Anjibamatazi. Anjibamatazi. He or she changes his or her life. And it's a verb. It's a way of being. It's something that you're doing. And, you know, to really get a an understanding of what that word is saying, we have to look at, uh, well, bamatisi, to live, he or she lives. And, you know, that's such an important concept uh, in Anishinaabe spirituality. Often in, in ceremonies, it would be, they would say, tell them we are asking for life. We're asking for bamatsuin. We're asking to live life in a good way uh, with in a way that brings peace and balance to all of our relatives so that we're not living in in conflict with them, that we're not living in contradiction, saying one thing and then doing another. For me, a spiritual translation I love of that word, bamatizi, uh, is the eternal going through the impermanent. So I think our ancestors with that bim part in bamatizi, it's something that's traveling along in a continuum. And I think what they're speaking about there is the spirit. And that the spirit comes, has a human experience, goes through the four stages of life, if you're blessed, shares something, and then goes home. Bamatasi. And it returns to uh, where it came from. Something eternal. But Anji is something fascinating, too. And Anji is to, is to change. Uh, and everything changes. So Anji Bamatasi. He or she changes his or her life. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this one was uh, often this term, it's, uh, it's in our community. Uh, it's definitely in the academy. And it's something that affects us on a daily basis. And the word that people use is uh, decolonize decolonization. And what I wanted to present tonight was an indigenous perspective of that word. Because, if, I mean, if you look at that word, that is not an uh, Anishinaabe word, decolonize. Uh, that's not in our language, but something that is in our language is Bamatzi and Anji Bamatzi, and there's a long tradition with that. So this has been going on for a long, long, long time. Um, one of the concepts we've been discussing lately is in Dinaway Magan Adok, in Dinaway Magan, my relative, or all of my relatives. And that concept is that uh, 
we are all related. And in that relationship, there's interdependence and interconnection. Uh, and everything we do affects all of our relatives. And then when people arrived here, uh, that we met Duguji or Jaganash, the Frenchmen or the English or the Spaniards, uh, then we became related to them too. We became related to them through relationship. And in that relationship, it has been at times long and complicated. Uh, and so the this isn't the first time this term Anji Bamatisi has been used. Uh, one of the famous ones is Nyaulin, the Delaware prophet, who was part of Pontiac's confederacy. And he spoke of going back to traditional values, going back to a traditional lifestyle. And then this is going to come up again with Tainsquatwa, uh, Tecumseh's brother, or in their language, Tecumseh, who spoke about, again, abandoning everything that colonization was bringing to Anishinaabe, to natives, and leaving that aside and returning to traditional values. This will happen with Kenakuk. This will happen with uh, Little Turtle. This will happen with Wavoka. And now we're at a time where we need to, I think, I mean, if we look at society right now, and in this concept, and this teaching of all of my relatives, what we're saying is, I am all of my relatives, and all of my relatives are me. So if we look at society, that society right now, if you're in Europe, if you're in Canada, if you're in Mexico, or if you're in the United States, wherever you are in the world, that is a reflection of who you are. And if you look at the state of affairs right now, be it political, be it social, there is a, a great deal of unbalance. And it can seem at times absolutely overwhelming. How am I going to change that? And it can be very overwhelming if you look at it and say, oh, that's a reflection of who I am. I am a part of this and it's a part of me. So how, how do I change? How do I bring change to the society that I live in? And it's the same concept that all of these men and all of these women, our great grandparents have, to, have spoken about. And it's going out and seeking a good life. And while we do that, what we do is we live with awareness. We live with self-knowledge of our relationships. We acknowledge the fact that we're all related and that our actions are affecting not just all of my relatives right now, but all of my relatives who are coming not just four generations from now, but seven generations from now. And that the way to do it, the way to, I think, really bring profound change is to change oneself. So, and I think that's the indigenous perspective of it. I think a lot of people will come are uh, expecting like a political leader or a social system or an economic system to come and change their lives for them. Whereas I think an indigenous perspective is if I change myself, then I can change all of my relatives. And so, and you know, a number of the things that we're talking about are racism, nationalism, xenophobia, sexism, homophobia, all of these values that we did not have when uh, pre-colonization. So in a way of 
decolonizing ourselves if we do live with genuine sagi ittuan, with love for one another. If we seek out debuwewen, truth. If we seek out guaikwatisuan, virtue, righteousness, and honesty. If we seek out dabasendizuan, humility, we don't exalt ourselves above our relatives. If we embrace manaji ittuan, respect for one another, going easy on one another, acknowledging the sanctity in our relatives. If we do this with strong hearts, with Zungide Ewen, with great courage, with great strength of heart, then we will act with Nivwa Kawan. We'll act intelligently. And in any of these situations where we do see uh, these epidemic problems of, of sexism, of nationalism, of racism, of economic disparity, in if we observe ourselves in how I am treating my relative, if you are treating them with love, with truth, with humility, with kindness, with respect, with great strong hearts, with courage, with intelligence, then can you be sexist at that time? Can you tell a woman that you are more important than her? Can you treat her differently than you can treat your relative? Can you treat someone who has come to this country or someone who lives in another part of the world as uh, being less than you? And in all of these aspects, if you observe how you act in those cir circumstances, certain circumstances, then you will uh, begin changing the world by changing yourself, by changing how you react to people, by changing how you react to all of your relatives. And in doing that, you can create great change. But the first steps the first process will begin within, within yourselves. So, ah, I think that if anyone is familiar with uh, Ojibwe prophetic tradition, there is a teaching about seven fires, and in some cases, eight fires. And I think a lot of people think about this next fire that's coming up, and they ask, uh, well, how will it happen? If we look around, uh, the rampant materialism, egocentric behavior, uh, if we look at the state of the environment, the state of our relationships with one another, the what seems like the incessant war, violence, brutality towards one another, we ask, uh, is this the time of the seventh fire? And I think some people expect maybe like this cataclysmic event. However, I think of this uh, this next fire being lit, not by one huge light, but by millions upon millions upon millions of candles, on millions and millions and millions of people changing, all having this same fire, the same fire that we've been gifted, that same spirit. And yet, if we are all able to change, then we will not only illuminate the world, we will enlighten the path for our great-grandchildren and their great-grandchildren who are coming and that they'll be able to live in this time what the ancestors called the eighth fire and so in this in this work uh this could be some of the most important work in our gener for our generation to do is to not just talk about these values this sacred law but to actually implement them in our lives. And if we do, then we will change the way we live. And it will be uh, 
one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. A uh, famous Lakota chief, Frank Fools Crow, said, you know, the traditional ways ensure uh, success. So that is something I would highly suggest that, that you all try. It has worked for us for thousands of years, and uh, I know it will work for us in the future, and if we act with this right now. So, mi wa That's all I'm going to say this evening. Thank you all so much uh, for listening to this live Ojibwe Word of the Day. And again, if you know someone who is interested in our language, our culture, our history, our philosophy, our ethics, our spirituality, please feel free to like and share this video with them. Aho. Thank you again for listening. Dagasanai and Guamazik. Please, all of you do take care. Banama minawa odasabandamangigawabandamin. And the spirits will decide when we see each other again. <laughs>